2016 PolitiFact has a headline, Lie of the Year, Fake News. Ignoring the facts, they write, has long been a staple of political speech. True? Well, if you think about it, I mean, every day politicians overstate some stat, distort the position of their opponent, and tell out-and-out right whoppers, right? Almost like they'll say anything to get your vote and do, as we saw in this past election year. Then you have surrogates out there who spread that spin, and so do pundits, like me, but I hope I'm not spreading the spin. I hope I'm arguing the facts. But then there's fake news. Fake news is a phenomenon that is now sweeping the news. Fake news is, well, stuff that's made up, not news at all. Stuff that's made up and masterfully manipulated to look like credible reports from credible journalists. Easily spread, and especially easily spread online, where you have a large audience, and many of which are willing to believe the fiction and the lies and the fake news rather than the facts. And then what do they do? They tell. You know, when I was a little girl, there was a Fabergé Organics commercial. Very pretty girls, very pretty hair. And it was like, Fabergé Organics, you know, makes my hair smell great. I told two friends, and then they told two friends, and so on and so on. And then you just see more and more pretty girls with pretty hair. But that's what happens online. Somebody retweets, and that word is spread. And that's how come some people really believe that there was a pedophile child sex ring from, you know, coming from, emanating from a pizza place in our nation's capital. Sometimes people read something and they just retweet it. They don't look at the source. They don't read the whole article. They just look at the headline. Some of these, quote, news out there aren't news at all. They're extremely left and right-leaning blocks. I would dare say many of these right-leaning blogs, especially this past election year, have been filled with lies. Yet many of you can't tell facts from fiction, and that's a very frightening concept. In 2016 this year, the prevalence of political fact abuse, promulgated by the words of two polarizing presidential candidates and their supporters, extremely passionate supporters, gave rise to a spreading of fake news, and it was unprecedented. Fake news, Hillary Clinton is running a child sex ring out of a pizza shop. Fake news, Democrats want to impose Islamic law in Florida. Now, by the way, okay, Muslim-free zone, <laughs> okay, or are lies, okay, Sharia law zone. These are all lies. Fake news. Thousands of people at a Donald Trump rally in Manhattan chanted, we hate Muslims, we hate blacks, we want our great country back. By the way... I saw that video, and a guy said, I am at a Trump rally, and behind me I just heard this, and I believed it. It seemed credible. He's standing there at a rally. I didn't hear anybody chanting that. He wasn't filming chants of that. So none of those stories I just mentioned, and there's so, so, so many more like them. I don't have time to mention any of them. None of them are true. Democrats do not want to pose Sharia law, Islamic law, in Florida or anywhere else. Hillary Clinton's not running a child sex ring out of a pizza shop in D.C. or anywhere else or any pizza shop, nor is anybody. And nobody shouted, we hate Muslims, we hate blacks, we want our great country back in Manhattan at a Donald Trump rally. Fake news found a willing enabler in our president-elect, unfortunately. He at times uttered outrageous falsehoods, legitimized reports that were made up, 
and Hillary Clinton emboldened her detractors and turned off undecideds with a lawyerly parsing of facts that left many feeling that she was lying. And her enemies, they ran wild with it. Each year, PolitiFact awards a lie of the year to take stock of a misrepresentation that arguably beats all others in its impact or ridiculousness. And in 2016, where to start? Well, with such a deep backlash against being truthful in political speech, no one person, though there are world-class frontrunners, and no one political claim perfectly stands out as the dust settles from an extraordinary campaign. So, because of its powerful symbolism in an election year filled with rampant and outrageous lying, PolitiFact chose to name Fake News, the 2016 winner, as Lie of the Year. Okay? It's a media ecosystem where everything is true and nothing is true. That's what President Obama said in a post-election interview with The New Yorker, quote, and the capacity to disseminate misinformation, wild conspiracy theories, to paint the opposition in wild negative light without any rebuttal that is accelerated in ways that much more sharply polarize the electorate and make it difficult to have a common conversation. And by the way, this was one of the fears that people had with things like Facebook and Twitter and even the Internet. Now, for those who care about accuracy and evidence, it's time to recognize something really has gone off course. Now, this isn't about Hillary Clinton blaming fake news for losing, although that may be somewhat true. We'll talk about it. But this is a problem. And, and, and it's been a problem. Some people would say, oh, Leslie, this is, you know, nothing new. Really? Well, let's look at what made 2016 different with regard to fake news. Bad information has always lived online especially. Before fake news, there were electronic message boards, people sharing conspiracy theories, emails instructing you to forward this to everyone you know, or I have a bank in Nigeria. Before the computer, there were anonymous pamphlets and chain letters sent through the mail. But in 2016, most viral lies spread on Facebook. They were reinforced by Google searches in which stories from dubious sites jumped to the top of your screen based on traffic. Bad actors would create fictitious websites that people could not resist sharing. Sharing claims, for example, that Pope Francis endorsed Donald Trump, not true, or that Hillary Clinton sold weapons to ISIS, not true, or that she helped fund ISIS, not true. The popular website BuzzFeed analyzed the interest in these fake stories and found they got more shares, reactions, and comments during the last 90 days of the campaign than real stories in the New York Times, the Washington Post, or CNN, for example. BuzzFeed's media editor... Silverman said, quote, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, anonymous messaging, these things have always been around and circulating, but Facebook is a game changer changer because of its size. So, with 1.79 billion people around the world using Facebook each month, Facebook dwarfs other online platforms. Hoping to encourage people to be better informed, Facebook, after the 2012 election, introduced new tools explicitly aimed at helping users read news and share stories. And ironically, Facebook's technology and good intentions fueled the rise of fake news in 2016. Yep, blame Mark Zuckerberg. Creators of fake news found they could capture so much interest, they could even make money off fake news. They did it through automated advertising because they were rewarded with high traffic that went to their sites. A man who was running a string of fake news sites from the Los Angeles suburbs told NPR he made ten to 30000 a month. A computer science student in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia told the Times he created a new website and filled it with both real stories and fake news that flattered Trump was a goldmine for him. Now, fake news swims in the same electronic currents as everyday exaggeration, hard-changing opinion, and political hyperbole. That makes it 
seem normal, even when it's just crazy, like Pizzagate, made-up stories that develop under the radar before blowing up into viral problems. Take, for example, the rumor that Clinton and her campaign chairman, John Podesta, were running that child sex ring out of a pizza shop. BuzzFeed reported that the rumor seemed to start from a Twitter account associated with white supremacy. And from there, users on the online forums, 4chan, and Reddit argued, perhaps facetiously, that evidence for the theory was to be found in Podesta's stolen emails, which WikiLeaks had posted on the Internet weeks before. Now, Podesta's repeated use of the word pizza in his email was a code word for pedophilia, they theorized, and then Comet Ping Pong has secret rooms to imprison children. Fake news sites such as YourNewsWire.com, TapNews.com, and USA News Flash, they turned the story into Facebook posts that earned 100,000 interactions per post. Other fake news has, led, uh, has, has less convoluted origins. Paul Horner. He runs a string of websites, some looking deceptively like mainstream news organizations. He created a post that said protesters at Trump rallies were paid 3500 to disrupt the rally as a dirty tricks plot. He told the Washington Post he knew it wasn't true, but wrote it as a parody that could make money if people actually believed it. Quote, I just wanted to make fun of that insane belief, but it took off. What happened next is classic. Trump himself repeated the claim about paid protesters at a rally. In fact, all campaign long and since the election, people of stature and education have repeated fake stories. Trump's nominee for national security advisor, retired Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, repeated the false claim that Florida Democratic senators voted to impose Islamic Sharia law in the Sunshine State. Pants on fire, by the way. Lynn's son had a role on the transition team, repeated Pizzagate's rumor. So you have to point your finger to the Internet to blame. The PolitiFact staff debated a number of other specific claims as possible lies of the year. Uh, the annual read, a poll of readers showed they were sick of the whole election, and readers voted that the election itself was the biggest falsehood of the year. So they considered Clinton's defensive statements about her emails that she, quote, never received nor sent any materials that were marked classified on her private email server while Secretary of State, uh, as false as one of the lies. Uh, she said that FBI Director James Comey said my answers are truthful and what I've said is consistent with what the American people have told me. Pants on fire. Now, here are some unfounded Trump claims. That was Hillary's. That he opposed the war in Iraq before it started, false, even though he made this claim again and again. That widespread voter fraud is happening in the U.S., this is pants on fire. Both Democratic and Republican election officials say it's not true. He said it during the election when he was down in the polls. He also said it after he won. And that Ted Cruz's father was involved in the assassination of JFK, pants on fire. Trump seems to have gotten this one from a report in the supermarket tabloid, the National Enquirer. Let me ask you some questions. Because we're all victims of this, whether, I mean, you want to admit it or not. So let me ask you one. Where do you get your news from? Seriously, where do you get your news from? And I ask because sometimes it can be confusing as to what's real and what's fake, right? Where do you get your news from? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you always fact-check your sources? In other words, if you read a headline... Do you check if this is being posted elsewhere? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. How much of the news do you believe anymore? Whether it's in a newspaper, on radio, on television, or online, how much of the news do you believe anymore? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do we have a hard time deciphering fact from fiction or fact from opinion? Do you have a hard time knowing fact or fiction, or, hey, that's a fact, or that's someone's opinion. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543.
Do you feel that fake news helped Donald Trump Trump win this election? Do you feel that fake news helped Donald Trump win this election? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. What role did fake news play in Hillary Clinton's loss? Really? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Was her email quote scandal? A false narrative from the start. In other words, was the email scandal truly a scandal? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Would the type of story we see played out in the media be allowed to make it to air or print two or three decades ago? Heck, two or three years ago. Yes or no? Why or why not? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Now, I mentioned the fake news story stating Hillary Clinton and others in D.C. ran a child sex ring, specifically in the DNC, out of the back of a Washington, D.C. pizzeria. It nearly led to the deaths of multiple individuals. It was hashtag Pizzagate. Will people have to die before the media starts to account for its false reporting? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Social media, the Internet, media outlets. How much have they played a part in creating a gullible society where people will believe stuff like this and believe everything they see and everything they read? Remember we used to be told years ago, don't believe everything you see and hear and read. 8886-LESLIE, 8886537543. And is it like this because we have so many sources coming to us that so much, so many times throughout the day, moments and seconds, and, and, and maybe it's too much? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And what should be done to stop the spread of fake news? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Are reporters at fault? Should they be fact checking themselves and others more? 8886537543. 888-6-Leslie, back after this. And we're back. How much news is fake news? How do you know if it's fake? Where do you get your news? Do you fact check it? And what do you believe? Uh, that's going on out there. How do you separate fact from fiction and fact from opinion? Let's go to the calls, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We started out with Cliff in Virginia, line three, listening on Tune In. Hi, Cliff. Good afternoon. What's your take on this? Hey, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. What's up? No problem. Uh, I think as far as this whole concept of fake news, I think the first thing is we need to reframe it for what it is. It's not fake news. It's propaganda, and propaganda has been around for a very long, long time. I mean, going back to Nazi Germany, uh, just basically using certain information to persuade people to think a certain way. So when we're saying fake news, essentially what we're doing is we're kind of, almost kind of neutralizing or weakening the effect of what it actually is. And unfortunately, this propaganda has more of a right-wing slant. I mean, I mean, going back to the 1970s, you saw uh, uh, folks utilizing uh, propaganda to push right-wing talking points and right-wing issues. So this is nothing new. We just have to be more resilient about putting out truthful information. Okay. So this is nothing new, but isn't it, like PolitiFact said, at an unprecedented level this past year of 2016? Oh, yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree that it's at an unprecedented level. I think the issue is that now you have more individuals that have the ability to create websites and push information via social media. But I, and, and then you juxtapose that with an uninformed electorate that takes what they see as the gospel versus doing their due diligence to find out 
more accurate information. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, if you have more to say, we'll come back to you. If not, we'll continue on with other callers who are holding. And if you want to join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Don't go away. We're back. Happy Hump Day. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's continue with the calls. Uh, is Cliff still with us or has uh, Cliff uh, left? Cliff left us. Thank you for uh, joining us. Cliff, when we finish with the call, your cue to call through. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go here in Los Angeles where I am on line four. Mike, listening to our stream on Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio, and you can get our stream by going to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com. Mike? Hey there, Leslie. Hey. Hi. So um, I'm a student of computer science and sociology. Um, I went to UCLA to get my bachelor's in computer programming. So I've basically kind of grown up um, on the Internet over the last, you know, decade or so since I was about 15. And I've been watching that sort of growth of, like, conspiratorial right-wing stories um, grow from places like image boards and forums and um, basically now jumping into mainstream media. And um, it's, it's definitely, like, a huge social and cultural thing. You know, uh, there's, a persecu- there's a sort of, like, a persecutory kind of quality to what fake news is, right? Because it, it, it sort of expresses the fears that a lot of white people in America have. They've been pushed into a corner. They've been made to kind of, you know, acknowledge minoritized people in the country. And um, even if it's not true, and it, it obviously isn't true, um, it makes them kind of lash out. You know, culturally and socially, it makes the white people in the country kind of lash out. So I think this is kind of the, the, the apex of that, you know, anything that kind of approves or, or, or sort of agrees with you on your feelings about, you know, how the world really is, that kind of pushes you to believe things that have absolutely no basis in reality, you know, because um, after a decade or so of being kind of told that your worldview is wrong or, or, or whatever it is, you know, it kind of warps your own sense of reality. And I think this is kind of what we're seeing now with this kind of jumping out into the mainstream. So we are, in a sense, confused over what we see and believe. So how do we determine what is accurate? That's, I think that's the, the, the scarier part of it. When you have people who feel like they're in a corner and are kind of, kind of doing, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll embrace anything that kind of, I guess, will make them feel like they've been, I guess, liberated or it puts them back into power. You know, that's, I guess, where the, the more alt-right, kind of scarier white supremacy elements kind of come into play right here. Um, and um, I don't know how to fix it. It's, it's a, I think it's a major, like, education problem. So it, it starts in education, but I don't really know exactly, you know, how to stop that because um, when you have that kind of growing discontent in, in the, the culture, society, you know, um, I think you can engage people who believe propaganda or fake news, you, know, you, can, you can go one-to-one with them and convince them, you know, that their worldview is a little bit wrong, but, you know, it's hard to do that. You know, so I think it's, a, it's an education problem, you know, teaching people about civics, teaching them how you know, the government actually works, because you get people who just believe anything, anything that will make them feel like, yeah, there is a way for you to reacquire power, no matter how ridiculous it is. So... Yeah, it's definitely something that you have to kind of develop over time. And, yeah, it's a difficult situation. 
Very much so. Anything yeah. else? Very good point. Yeah, no, just uh, it's definitely an education thing. And, you know, we're, we're one of the biggest, most powerful countries in the world. And I think a lot of people know that in this country, um, education and things like access to education, healthcare, you know, those things are, are really difficult um, for so many reasons. And I think it's, it's, it's easy to manipulate people because, you know, you put them in these situations economically and educationally, you know. So I guess it kind of, you know, some people stand to benefit from that. And I guess we're seeing that now, you know. Something went very wrong, but now, you know, some, <laughs> along the road, it, it turned out to benefit someone, Donald Trump, you know, taking advantage and exploiting, you know, scared white people. Yep, very true, very true. Good point. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Hope to hear from you again uh, here uh, in L.A. Uh, Let's go next to Virginia, back to Virginia on line three. Julia is following us on Twitter and uh, uh, engaged in the program. Uh, Julia, thank you for joining us. Um, Where do you get your news from, and, and, you know, who do you believe to be a good news source for you? Good afternoon. Um, I actually read a lot of the news online. from either Twitter, Facebook, um, just looking at the news and stuff. But I also have the tendency to Google if I read something that doesn't seem quite right. And then for the only sources that I trust 100% are are NPR and um, C-SPAN, just because NPR, just because, they really are very factual all the time. I've never heard anything come from them that has been a fake news story unless they're reporting on, you know, how a fake news story was used. <laughs> but other than that, they've always been very factual. So I just tend to believe them. And C-SPAN, just because it's coming directly from whoever's, you know, saying it like if they're if they're covering something at the u.n it's actually the u.n yeah they can't say such and such said something you're watching what such and such said right (laughs) um do you worry that national public radio (laughs) uh that national public radio will um be stripped of its federal funding which helps in addition to people uh, funding, uh, when you have the assault that you have coming from the right and uh, a lot of uh, the people that Trump are nominating, uh, with respect to organizations like the EPA or the NEA, do you fear that that's going to be, that there will be an NPR in four or eight years? I do, because I think that they're so important to keeping, you know, what's going on and people informed. Um you know, it would be like taking PBS off the air. You know, I mean, why? What would be the point in getting rid of NPR? For, I mean, maybe, maybe because some, especially some on the right, especially our president-elect, don't want the facts. I mean, he did very well with lies. He lied more times when he opened his mouth and told the truth, and that's not my opinion. That's a fact. No, that is a fact. I mean, I don't think the man can open his mouth and not tell a lie. I mean, it's just ridiculous how many lies just come out every time he says anything. I mean, honestly, it's mind-boggling that people don't understand when he is lying. 
I mean, during the during the debate, it was just it was hysterical to watch the fact check on the stuff. It was like, no, that was pants on fire. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh my god, why do people believe this? And his followers now think that all the stuff about the Russian hacks, just because they don't like it, is fake news. And it's like, no, honey, it, it was the fact that you were reading the stuff that was put that was put out by the little propaganda machines in Ukraine and stuff was fake news. Why, why can't you wrap your heads around the fact that you were duped? That's what I don't understand. I mean, it's just crazy to me. I agree with you. I just, and and I mean, when something's so easy, when you're sitting there on your laptop or on your iPad or on your phone, to just Google it and see if it's true or not. I mean, you can, you can just see is our other, our other media is other are other reporters posting the same thing, or is it just this one little little place that's got it coming out? Wouldn't you question that if it's not? I mean, I I just don't understand that. I mean, maybe because my my head just doesn't wrap around things that just don't make sense like that, you know, or leaving out important facts in a news story, you know, like the thing about, you know, Bill Gates and Condoleezza Rice praising um, Trump's pick for Secretary of State. They work, they're consultants for ExxonMobil. Don't, why isn't anybody saying that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, they work for the company. They can't not say it. They probably have something that says that they can't say anything bad about, you know, who heads the company somewhere, I'm sure. Like, Trump has in place one of his, you know, well, Trump's just crazy. So, I mean, there's that with his, you know, non-disclosure agreements. I'm sure that that'll go over well with him being in the White House. Because, <laughs> you know, you, that, you don't want to disclose anything that the president's doing. So I just don't understand some of the stuff. And people that say that the Aleppo news is just not true, it's not going on, it's like, seriously? You see it. You, you can actually follow it just about anywhere. Everybody covers it the exact same way. People are dying because of the... Innocent people are dying because of ground attacks. People are trying to get that get out of there, and they can't. How can you say that that's false or any sort of fake news? I don't. I just can't yeah, I get my head around of it. Removing bloody children from buildings. I mean, not pictures, live video uh, and audio. Kind of hard. Um, yeah. To, uh, deny. Yeah, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, and for somebody to say that that's not true, it's like, no, that is actually happening. That's a genocide going on right now. No, I agree. And it's like, I'll watch sometimes, like, because I don't have, like, regular um, television. I have a Roku, so it's like I can download 
news stations and stuff. Right. But it's like I still tend not to watch those too much. Like I watched them for the debate. That was about right. it. And usually I just watched YouTube for that because you didn't have all the commentary going on during. So I just found it a little easier to absorb everything from YouTube. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Um, I hope uh, you'll uh, join us again. You've made a lot of very uh, intelligent comments. Appreciate it. Um, Before the break, let's go to one more. Thank you, Julia. Let's go next to Rick in St. Louis, Missouri, also following us online. Uh, Rick, uh, good afternoon. Um, Do people care less about the facts? That was something that was brought up in all of this uh, fake news uh, cycle rhetoric. Do Do people care less about facts? I think what happens is, Leslie, and thank you for taking my call, is the fact that if with the fake news stuff they would they would entice people with just a grain of uh, a, a smidgen of possible truth, and then those that were became fervent uh, Trump supporters would run with whatever was there because of the constant. Uh, barrage of, oh, Hillary did this, Hillary did that, she is so evil, blah, 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 that when you present facts to them, they automatically dismiss it because it doesn't fit their political leanings, because they don't want to actually look at the facts. They just want to hear what they want to hear from, so it promotes their, their candidate, not the one that should have been put into office that came prepared to the debate, that came with facts, figures, and instead was shouted down at times, interrupted constantly with smart-ass comments and snide and snarky remarks back to her when she tried to literally present the facts. And then to have the journalists not hold Trump feet to the fire when he would be caught in a lie. It would just been because he would then create another diversion to draw attention from the lie he just made. And I agree. There was, I think it was the second debate, one of the first things he um, had said with the question posed about the economy and he said that one of the first things he had to do was stop companies from shipping jobs overseas. Even Hillary Clinton Nobody on the panel questioned the thousands of jobs he has shipped overseas and the hundreds of companies uh, that he has or is opening overseas that really provide more job growth abroad than they do here in the United States. I mean, that would just be one example. I agree with you. And I don't think that people didn't do their homework, but um, it, 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 it saddens me. You know, remember, John Kerry. Uh, really swept the floor with George W. Bush in the three debates. Many of us feel that Hillary Clinton did the same with Donald Trump. I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, and again, I, I, I think to your point, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think there perhaps these uh, the election of George W. Bush and uh, then the re-election of uh, Bush and then the election of uh, Donald Trump, I'm sorry, I think show, when you look at those debates, a dumbing down of America. Well, here's how I look at this, and maybe I may be off base or whatever is that when Obama won the election in 2008, first off, it was a pretty straight-up election, except for then the rumors got around that he was, quote-unquote, a Muslim. 
and to have John McCain actually John McCain actually stand up to that elderly woman in that at that town hall and say, "No, ma'am, you're wrong." That showed character. Whereas, if the same thing had happened with Donald Trump, he would have actually encouraged that, and he did encourage that for not for eight years concerning the birth certificate issue. So that right there was a lie and fake news that had been spread literally for eight years. And because, in my humble opinion, and I may be wrong on this, there were several, there, a, a lot of Americans that are very upset that their, their attitude was, oh my God, there's a black man now in the White House and he's yep. not working in the kitchen. Oh, and the fact that you had a sitting congressman scream out to a sitting president, you know, even Bill O'Reilly said, you don't, if you disrespect the person in the office, you still have to respect the office that they're holding, the presidency of the United States. And the problem being is people, because of the fact that uh, an African-American president, was man was elected as president, that he was beneath their respect to become the president of the United States. And to have that congressman yell out, you lied, and then even before Obama took office, to have Mitch McConnell say, we are going to delay and refuse and everything we can to stop anything that Obama wants to do as president. We are going to make him a one-term president. And it hacked them off even more when Obama got reelected. And then when, and that is when the fake news machine in the United States, i.e. Alex Jones and some of the other right far right wing supporters started using whatever they could because they realized, you know, if we dumb it down enough and to the people that as as Trump said, I love the uneducated, the poorly educated, uneducated, or whatever, that they look, they base part of their stories on subtle racism. And fake news added to that subtle racism, whereas, you know, the South is going to rise again, became a strong undercurrent in the United States. Absolutely. Excellent points. We're going to take a break. Thank you. Uh, hope to hear from you again soon. We will be back with more people holding Don't Go Away, talking about fake news. Where do you get your news and more? 888-6-LESLIE. Don't go away. We're back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Very quickly before we end the show, uh, I want to know how do we stop fake news? Let's go to Diane in Knoxville, Tennessee, line three. Diane, how do we stop fake news? Maybe if we gave them the Brian Williams treatment or outright banishment, these reporters that report fake news, maybe we'd get rid of them that way. But then again, there'd be no Fox News, so I don't know how well it would work. All right, Diane, I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Andrew and to Steve. We'll be back tomorrow.